What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the MCU Reviewed. We're going live for the first time at twitch.tv slash thegeekiverse. Man, it's good to get back to it. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me today, Mr. Baba Yaga. He's got a beautiful Avenger shirt on. John Fick. John, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I feel like this is the only shirt I wear on the MCU Reviewed. And it's just like, I, I just want to go for something Avengers related. And it just always ends up being this one, which is always a terrible idea because I always spill something on every time I wear it. So we'll see. We'll see how long I last today with my white Avengers shirt. It looks pretty good, you know, through the screen here. So I will we'll take it. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm good at getting sure. I'm good at getting stains out of things. They don't stay there, but they, <laughs> you know, they, they end up there at one point. Just was I was gonna wonder your level of commitment, you know, if you're like George Costanza there and he wears it despite it being stained or not. Oh no, but, no, you know, that's either good. either garbage also, or it's being uh, it's being stain removed. I also struggle every single time um, that I say your name not to say John Wick, even after all these years. It just it's happens. all right, whatever you want. But speaking of names, we've got. We've got a, a great friend of the show on here, a per, good personal friend of mine, long time coming, been talking about this, I feel like, for years. Uh, she uh, loves this movie, so I needed to get her on this show. Uh, if you caught our live stream in December for uh, charity early in, in the month, we had Elida on to kind of share a wonderful story, but we've got Elida. This is the first time I'm ever saying it out loud. Elida Wingard, the artist formerly known as Elida Leslie. There she is. Yeah, I've been practicing this line, so I hope I get it right. What is it? Uh, long time listener, first time caller. So nailed it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I would have said it exactly backwards. So good job on that. I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all we got to do it. We got notes here. You know, it's 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 part of the show. So, Elida. Um, Congratulations, by the way. We've had a, we talked about a pre-show. A lot of life events going on at the Geekiverse. We got John, who just moved. JT just moved recently. Tim moved recently. All of this since the fall. I, I had a, a baby. You got married, so congrats on that. How is married life treating you so far? So far, so good. I went from like a small little apartment, and I got a two-stall garage and a nice neighborhood and an amazing husband. So, And I get to introduce him to all of the universes, like not just the Marvel Universe, but Harry Potter, Disney movies, Star Wars. He's just a sponge absorbing it all. Wow. I, I was going to ask, because I've seen your social media posts. I'm like, did he not watch anything? Oh my, like... Every time you post one, I'm like, was Shrek the most recent? I, yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm happy that you're doing that. But that's what makes a beautiful yes. relationship, right? Like one person yes. typically introduces it. Uh, you get something back from them. It's just it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. So. What he has done his whole life is baseball. So that's how I've gotten into baseball in the last like almost two years now. Jeez. And we are so much into it. I love that, it. That's funny because I've gotten my wife into things like Marvel and baseball. I brought both of those to her life. <laughs> <laughs> like my two big passions is like Marvel, Star Wars, Geekdom, and then baseball. So that's just all all me. That's uh, it's very true. But uh, glad to hear everything's going well so far, guys. We're talking some Captain Marvel today. Got the 4K right there. Uh, can't wait to to get into the discussion here. It's been a long time coming. There we go with the Funko for the the viewers at home. Um, the show is always sponsored by our friends over at Twenty Six Shirts. Go to Twenty Six Shirts dot com. Check out what those guys have going on. To date, they've raised over $1.3 million that have gone directly to families, charities, and individuals in need. What do they do? They simply sell t-shirts. Why do they exist? To help. Our good friend, Del Reed, you've seen him on the MCU Reviewed plenty of times before. Um, he is the founder of the company. We hope to have him back on in, in the coming weeks. If we get, We've got some big tent poles to get to. But the shirt I've got on, if you're watching uh, on Twitch or YouTube, uh, I've got Game Day on, which is a parody of Green Day's album, 
cover Dookie. Uh, that was a limited run t-shirt as they all are. But again, proceeds from every purchase go to those individuals in need. So again, 26shirts.com. Grateful to be partnered with those guys. So let's talk Captain Marvel. John, set the stage. Give us your quick 101 on your thoughts on Captain Marvel. I like this movie a lot. I think it's really good. Um, there, there's. I sit there. It's not a movie that I think about and I want to rewatch often or I get too excited about watching. But every time I watch it, I walk away from it. I'm like, okay, that's that's really good. And there's nothing I disliked about it. It's like a really, really good movie. It, it, what starts to get interesting is like, we are so far into the MCU and there are so many movies that I just absolutely love and that are ranked so highly on this list that at the end of this conver- conversation and we start to rank these things, it might not look like this is a great movie, but it is. It's just that there's such there's such stiff competition. I think it's really good. The only thing that's like a bit of a lull for me is any of the Kree and space stuff. Um, that stuff just isn't that fun for me totally. I just like to see uh, um, Captain Marvel on Earth with Nick Fury you know, with nineties music playing, like that's, that's the fun part of the movie for me. Right. So like, luckily that's most of the movie. So it's, you know, it's a good movie, but yeah, if there's any nitpicks, it's, it's the Cree stuff. It's the space stuff, but I think it's a great film. I agree very much with that take. Elida hit us with your love of Captain Marvel. So as you can see with this, I'm wearing my Captain America, but cause that was my, the love of my life until, besides Brian, but until, <laughs> I, watched, <laughs> until I watched this, and I remember, I know we'll get into this, but like, I remember the first time I watched it just being like, this is it. She's my, this, she is my superhero now. And I've never, I've never been much of a real feminist, like but strong until seeing this movie. And it totally made me like, girls can be superheroes too, in a, in a big, huge way. And I'm telling you when, when it's, uh, I'm just a girl, no doubt. That's funny. Man, if that doesn't make you want to take up kickboxing or something, I don't know what will when she when she's winning there. So that's that's what I love about it. Is there's so many like yeah moments in it. That is one of the most like hype payoff moments of of any of the like MCU solo movies that somebody gets to experiences is that you know I'm just a girl scene where she just starts kicking everybody's ass and like she's you know powers fully unlocked, just absolutely unstoppable. That 100 agree. That moment is awesome. Yeah, it's super epic. I remember people, some people hating on that moment, and I was like, Ugh. "No, it's it's totally epic, dude. It's, it's awesome." The, it's the same way people hate on both Infinity War and Endgame when they have yeah. that, you know, she's not alone, you know, and all all of the awesome female superheroes line up and they work together, and people are eye rolling like that. Oh, what's SJW? Go oh, up. It's so cool. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It really it really changed my views on a lot of things, but just and then too the tie with um the the Air Force in it too. Like, well, sure. What is not to love about that? Like she's still got her roots where she wants to wear the the red, white, and blue, and yeah. Hmm. And, and I'll say, just like every time I watch this movie, it's a lot easier to to look over this now that we've seen the movie before and we're, we're talking about rewatches. But I remember the first time I watched it, there was a pretty decent mystery going on there. Like, you're seeing, like, really random flashbacks to her life, and you're trying to figure out, like, okay, obviously she came from Earth. She's, like, having these flashbacks of the Air Force and stuff like that. But how the hell does she end up on Kree, like, a, an alien planet? Like, what is going on? How does this fit together? And it's, you know, it's a really, really satisfying way to figure that stuff out. So I think it's one of the better narrative, uh, you know, stories we get in the MCU as well. They do a good job with it. Um, I, there's a few perspectives there, right? Like it's the first time you see it, whether it's in theaters or after, and you're not sure where it's going. And it's it's nice to to kind of unwind those layers as we get towards the end of the movie. Watching it two, three, four times afterwards and seeing it, knowing the answer kind of, I think, enriches it. Like it'll never be that first experience where you're not sure totally what's going on. 
But when you know the answers, you kind of look for stuff. You see things you didn't see. It, it the picture gets filled in a little bit more clearly. Right. Yeah. It's it's like watching any murder mystery, uh, you know, over again and being able to pick up on those clues that were there the whole time, but you obviously didn't have the context for them. Or even just just seeing characters in a different light. Like who was the who's like kind of like the leader of the Korean in this movie? What's that dude's name? Uh, what's I don't even know his character name. That's that's kind of how I am with the Korean. How forgettable I think like um, they are. Is I don't even know this dude's name. Um, ben Mendelsson. No, not the even guy no. from Rogue One. No, Ben Mendelsohn was a scroll. No, he, no, I'm talking about the, like oh, the main, oh, oh, the main oh, Kree oh, guy. I'm sorry, Ronan. Not uh, even, no, not even Ronan. Ronan's like you know, Ronan's in this movie for 30 <laughs> seconds. I mean, like the main Kree guy in this movie who was the Captain Marvel. Who, the blood is flowing through his. Body. Yeah, right. The fact that What's we can't even get there right yeah, now is is kind favorite. of a problem. Yeah. You know the guy who you know saved Captain Marvel and you know gave gave her the blood transfusion and was the like, like the leader of that little crew of at least that Got squadron it. of people. Um, totally forgot where I was going with this point, but th- that you know that that, that self-explanatory. The Kree are kind of forgettable in this. Oh, what I was going where I was going with that is uh, rewatching the movie with the filter that the, that they're pretty much the bad guy. They are the bad guy. Just like his character is painted in an entirely different light. Like I hate him right from the get go. Now that I know he's a you know he is the bad guy, and you can see that in his performance. Like that was always the case. Nothing changed. He was always kind of a dick. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Thinking of that, like rewatching though with with Ryan, so somebody who hadn't seen it before, and like when you're like sitting there watching, like you see this, oh, oh, you like him? Oh no, you're not gonna, you're not gonna. Yeah, just wait, just wait. <laughs> yeah, be able to do that. Don't get too attached. They crushed. Yeah. Uh, so the movie debuted. Uh, let's talk box office here for a minute. March eighth, two thousand nineteen. So we're talking uh, a little less than than two months prior to Avengers. And box office finished up worldwide at $1.1 billion. Yeah, so it's insane. that was a, a huge year for Disney, by the way. That, that was one of $7 billion movies they had that year. It was one of three Marvel billion dollar movies. And then it was when that, that opening weekend, I remember it was the highest grossing super superhero movie, of all, second highest super superhero movie of all time of the opening weekend. And I think it was just behind Infinity War, which is insane just to see like the path that Marvel set for all of its films coming, you know, coming to be. Um, that character is Jude Law and it's Jan Rog. I could have not, I, it would have taken me, never, I would have never guessed that. I never would have came over that. 100%. So I guess Jibba, I yeah. would n- still never get to that character name. That's Jan like- Rog. Did they even say it? I don't even know. I, uh, I'm i sure no. they did, but yeah, like, yeah, it's... Subtitles, maybe. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so in a moment here, we're going to queue up the, the initial trailer for this, which, I, you know, this movie's only a few years old, so I remember it relatively vividly, but we want to watch it together. We want to react to it, talk about it. Uh, do you guys remember seeing this movie for the first time. I'm going to go to Elida first. Was it was it in theaters? I'm sorry if you said that already. Uh, take take us through your, your first time watching this. So I hurried up and looked on my Facebook page because I knew that I would have posted about it. And on March 30th, 2019, me and my mom went to see it up in Bedford, PA, um, at that theater. <laughs> my mom gave a review that I quoted. Um, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> um... I remember, I remember coming out of it and like texting all my friends to tell them that they had to go see it. Like, I remember like crossing the street, getting into the car, and being like, "This is it. Like, you cannot miss this movie, and you have to see it in theaters." Like anybody that I knew would want to watch it, I vividly remember doing that. So I just remember being like super pumped as soon as we walked out of there. So it's awesome. I you- do. I remember that. So you were you were a, a relatively big MCU fan at this point, right? Like yeah. watch Avengers, Cap, Iron Man, all all of that good stuff. 
Yeah. And I saw actually a lot of them between the Bradford Theater and the St. Mary's Theater. So it's funny that like I have the big lights and stuff of the Bradford Theater behind us in our photo. But like I that's where we went to see a lot of them was up there. It was just amazing. I remember from the start loving it. Hey, that's pretty awesome. It's uh, it's part of the experience with these is seeing how you felt after you walked out of that theater or who you saw it with or you know if, if it was a packed theater on like an opening night situation that's we talk about the experience of the theater all the time on shows like this and then star wars reviewed and even midnight releases for video games over on, on busy sticks we talk about like that is it's being with people who are as enthusiastic about it as you and having that energy it makes it so much more fun i think uh, there was definitely a time in the drive home sorry real quick like there's like a 45 minute drive home from bradford to me and my mom had so many questions, but she knew to wait until we were in the car. So then I think she liked it a lot more after that, after she was allowed to ask questions. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. John, uh, take us through your, your first time, if you remember seeing this. Yeah, for sure. First time for me was opening night. I remember going with a group of people. We got, you know, everyone we got together. It was, we, we were peak excitement in between Infinity War and Endgame. I mean, there was no, doesn't matter what Marvel movie they put out, where everyone was going to see that at midnight if, you know, if they were, if they, if they had any interest in it. Um, it just happened, so happened to be one of the most important, you know, important characters to come in the MCU. So obviously we we're going to be there. Um, like viewing wise, I remember feeling very similar to the way I felt, uh, you know, as I talked about at the top of the show here, I, I did see this twice in theaters and my second viewing was even more memorable because I, right after Captain Marvel came out, I planned it out basically to, to be able to rewatch the entire MCU before Endgame came out. So I got to watch Captain Marvel again in theaters because I just, you know, the way it planned out, the movie was still in theaters and it wasn't available on like home video yet. Um, so I remember seeing it again in theaters and I went by myself. It was the first time I went to the, the AMC downtown Buffalo. And that's the one that's the newest theater in Buffalo. Really, really nice theater. Wish it had Dolby. Unfortunately, it does not. But it does have a bar. So I remember being pumped about that. I got out of work and just took the train down Main Street. And once that, you know, once that theater by myself, grabbed a big old bu bucket of popcorn, grabbed a beer. And I'm like, oh, this is the life. Rewatching Captain Marvel. That's really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. I, uh, I did the same thing that you're talking about there, um, but with Black Panther in the lead up to Infinity War. Uh, just it was perfect how they they timed those releases. So I I feel uh, again very similar to how John felt. Like I like this movie, no doubt about it. I was max hype. I was like, give me anything on Endgame at this point. We're still less than a year removed from the craziness that was Infinity War, and the MCU was just this is like the hottest it's ever been. Just in the middle of this, I think you can argue, uh, definitely from a box office standpoint. And I saw this movie and I liked it. It didn't blow me out of the water, but with subsequent watch throughs i i've liked it more each time that i've seen it and again you mentioned at the top of the show john that we'll we'll see what it looks like at the end in terms of rankings and if it doesn't necessarily get to a super high point it's it's the mcu like some of the movies that fell out of the top 10 or will fall out of the top 10 it's disgusting yeah, like it's, it's just how it goes you know Right, it's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna break some people's hearts. One specific person, probably on this podcast, it's gonna break somebody's heart. I should say, but I haven't even thought about. It. I have not even looked at the list and, and tried to think where it's gonna go. This one's gonna be like totally organic for me. Like this conversation is probably gonna drive a little bit of that, and yeah, it's, sure. I'm, I'm very interested to see where where we end up putting this. Well, light is gonna sway you. That's that's how it's gonna go. I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, John, I'm gonna pass it over to you if you're ready to go with the trailer. Yeah, I've got it up. You guys both ready for it? All right, go ahead and play.
power is a universal language. I know a renegade soldier when I see one. Never occurred to me that one might come from above. Space invasion. Big car chase. Truth be told, I was ready to hang it up till I met you today. So you're not from around here. It's hard to explain. I keep having these memories. I see flashes. I think I had a life here. But I can't tell if it's real. We have no idea what threats are out there. We can't do this alone. We need you. I'm not what you think I am. All right. So a few things from me. First thing, I'm a millennial, just like most millennials. I love nostalgia. I'm obsessed with nostalgia. You show me a blockbuster video sign in the first second of your trailer, I'm in. I'm pretty sure I saw this trailer for the first time and just immediately picked up my phone and tried to pre-order tickets. Like, okay, well, I'm in. It's in the 90s blockbuster, totally in. Second thing I remember when I first saw this trailer is that I was very surprised that uh, Captain Marvel was like an alien before this origin story. Like, I, I had no idea what to expect with her origin story. I didn't know much about the character. So I expected this to be, like, her or, or her origin story on Earth and her to, like, you know, grow up as an Earthling and, you know, figure out these powers. So I was very surprised when, this, when the trailer first dropped and we got kind of, like, the plot synopsis that, like, oh, she's from another planet. Obviously, at, at that point, I knew she, like, okay, she's going to have, you know, roots to Earth. But I was surprised that she was already this far along in her her life, I guess I should say. Um, and again, really cool way the, uh, the, the the movie plays out and explains how that happens. But um, I thought it was a, a decent trailer. I mean, you know, Blockbuster gets me hyped, but, you know, Sam Jackson's voice, always fun. Decent. I think the second trailer is is preferable. Um, we get the, the cat tease at the end, and immediately we, we threw up, I remember on our Facebook, the meme, that that was how he lost his eye. And like, like there, there was a little bit more fun in that one. This was a little bit more um, serious in tone, but still pretty good. I always love the montage of her throughout the years getting up in her, uh, her different age brackets there. That of course, who doesn't love Jan Rog? You know, am I right? Oh yeah, everyone's <laughs> favorite, most memorable. <laughs> I still don't remember his name for that period. <laughs> I wanted to stop about it. Uh, about, like uh, the words on the screen when it comes up to her, and then it stands out to a hero, like. I don't remember this trailer. Like, I don't remember the original, but like watching it now, again, just like a true girl get hype story. And I love that they threw in that of her getting up through the years. Cause that too, if that, that's like watching um, Rocky or Cinderella story, like where you just want to get back up and fight with them. So, and it got me pumped now, but I, I don't remember that from before. But 
Yeah, the blockbuster so, definitely does it. Oh, for sure. It's that's a that's an easy one. Um, we're gonna get we're gonna be all over the place with the plot, and I, I know Joe, you probably have your notes, and we'll kind of go chronologically a little bit. But I do want to talk about that 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 uh, sequence of her getting back up and that montage. I thought it worked really well throughout the movie when we're seeing those flashbacks, but it didn't work for me as as big and as grand as I wanted it to in that final scene. And it was something about the direction and the way they cut it. In theory, that is awesome. That sounds awesome. And most of the footage, like it was working for me, but it, there was something about the way they all looked into the camera. And I'm like, you're taking me out of it. Why are you looking at the camera? Who am I? Am I somebody on the ground? Like what, why are we making eye contact right now? And that just took me out of it for some reason. And I'm like, man, this should have been like, this hit at like an eight for me. And it was still awesome. And it's still like set up the, the, you know, the climax of the movie. And I was still pumped, but like that could have easily been a 10 and it just wasn't for me. And it was just something weird with the direction. That's interesting. I've never noticed it. And now I'm probably not going to be able to unsee it. Very uh, sorry. I, it's okay. I, I really love that moment. And I think it's, again, I'll have to go watch it again now. But I, I think it is is well executed. And man, I don't know. I get chills every time I see it. Elida. I see it's her like looking back in her memories and that her as a little girl is looking at her. like Could be. Like getting her like, you've done it. Like, look at me. You've done it before. Look at me. You've done it before. Yeah, that makes sort sense. Of thing. Yeah, huh. that very well I could be it. Pulled that one out, but <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like That's it. what we do here. Don't worry. <laughs> we do it all the time. We make stuff up. No, it's good. Um, how how many times did you say you guys have seen this movie, Elida? Any any idea? You had a ballpark. I'd say five or six. Nothing nothing like I have with, with some of the others, but I think that's yeah, it's probably in that range. Because I honestly like. Two of those times are just in the past week, so. <laughs> <laughs> I I think, well, that's fair. It's newer, right? Like, as J-Max putting in the chat, wow, this movie's almost three years old. Yeah, but it's all also only three years old for the MCU. Now this is this is relatively. And you got to remember, we fresh. had a whole, we had a whole year where we got nothing because of the pandemic. So like, you know, it's three years old, but in terms of you know re- frequency with the movies, it's still it's still new. Hell it's yeah. down, down the list now. It's so crazy with everything yeah. we've gotten, you know, that, the, this, this past year. Right. Uh, John, how many times? I think I'm like probably at four or five. Yeah. So those, those two, those, those two theater watches, uh, this, you know, this, I just watched it today. Actually, I usually try to watch the same day and then I, I'm sure I've, I've slipped it in a couple other times where I just wanted to see, you know, just, I think when Disney plus came out, I was rewatching a bunch too. I think we always just kind of popping some stuff on. Um, or one thing I will say that I, that I definitely rewatched this for, and I'll, you know, make a point that it's still impressive. The, the IMAX cuts of this, mm-hmm. of, of, you know, of these on Disney plus so good, really, really good in this movie. It's just something that really, really stands out to me. I just like, Film everything in the in the IMAX aspect ratio. Like, why not? Like, everyone's TV is is better fit for that ratio. Give me more. It's so much better. I know the cameras are more expensive. Just crop it. I don't care, dude. When you texted me that that was a thing, that's the movie I jumped into, and I'm pretty sure that's what I texted you back. I said I want every movie like this now. Like, right. oh my gosh, it makes a difference. And it, I'm gonna have to like, look at this. I don't know what you all are talking about. Yeah, so if the movie was released in IMAX, it was likely, which most Marvel movies are because, you know, they're the big blockbusters and they come out. They're filmed with IMAX cameras. At least some scenes are, and you get more at the top and bottom, so you're not going to get black bars. Um, this movie, I would say, is probably like a, a 60-40, 60% not IMAX, 40% IMAX. There's a good amount of black bars still. Something like an Infinity War Endgame, those movies are all IMAX, basically. There's like no scenes that don't have the black bars. Um, but I think Captain Marvel uses that really well, where it's like, all right, we've got this dialogue scene, and we've got the black bars, so it's kind of you know it's intimate and we're just having a conversation then all of a sudden we flip to like a space shot and then those black bars are gone and it's just your full screen it's like super immersive so that's something oh, I, wow. I really, really enjoy yeah it's, cool. it's pretty sweet 
uh, definitely recommend that you check that out on Disney Plus. Uh, why don't we jump into my notes here? I only got like less than a page and a half. It's my shortest ever. It's so crazy. But man, here we go. Uh, starting off right off the bat in the movie, we got a beautiful Stanley montage. We get yeah. the logo. Oh, that, that that's that's one get. thing I remember about being in the theaters, like just a collective like awe from the. That's right. You know, that was the that was the first one after, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So not only yeah. to you know get that that montage, but then to get to the fact, wasn't that his last cameo in this movie? Wasn't that the last one they had recorded? Yes. So if that you're was, not including what they did for Endgame. Yeah. Right. So yeah, this was the last that one. Was that last was one, like he sat there. Yeah. Yep. So that that, that yep. was that was a very just just to see that splash screen that Marvel Marvel treatment and then what an awesome cameo too. I don't know if you have that note, but that is that is a, a kid, maybe my favorite one that Mallrats rehearsal. That's so awesome. It's very special. Um. Yeah. They they montage. I agree. Being in the theater, there was the definitely a collective. Just oh man, like it it, it hit everybody hard because everyone that was there opening night definitely knew what was going on, even if you didn't. But you know, it's a little bit extra special. I think. Um, I like that they revisit some of the lore from Guardians of the Galaxy. Being a, a Guardians of the Galaxy just fanboy, I love that you see just even little things like some of the planets. Obviously, we get Ronan in there, um, but art direction. Even when you go to a planet for the first time, the font is the same thing as we see in Guardians of the Galaxy. I appreciate that continuity, and I've, I've talked about that in, in a few cases. Dude, that is something that I want Star Wars to do. I, like Anytime they zip to a planet, tell me where you are. That's like the Guardians has spoiled me with that. Like that's just an awesome like that's, you know it's an awesome way to do right. that. So I'm watching Star Wars movies now. I'm like I know that you probably talked about it, but like just give me a splash screen. That's so sweet. Show me where you are. See, I've I've liked that they didn't do it, but I like that they are doing it now. Like so, like they did it in Rogue One because there were like five planets in the first three minutes. <laughs> maybe like, that's right. maybe that's why I wanted it even more because they did it once. Yeah, that could be it. We're bouncing around a lot. I want to say you know they probably didn't do it in Solo. But in some of the, the series we've gotten here, they've had some of that. So I think that's a good point because it, it's kind of helpful, uh, you know, for a lot of reasons, especially when you're all the sand planets look alike nowadays in Star Wars, right? Um, <laughs> Diamond Hansu. So he, I cannot remember the name of the character, and I should, the the Ravager that he plays. Not the Ravager. Ravager? Oh, my no, gosh. he's not a Ravager. Guy, he, he's the, what, yeah. The guy from Guardians who says, Who? I yeah. love that he's in this movie. I just Korath, Karath, or something like that. I think it's like Karath. I don't. I feel like that's a planet. No, it's like Ko. It, I hold on. It's 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 Korath. I think I know there's a planet that sounds like that, but I'm pretty sure like that's hold on. Okay, What's the yeah. name? We we can't move on. Uh, Diamond, which is D J I M O N H O N S Karath K O R A T H. Well, good job. I was wrong on that one. Definitely not a planet, folks. Come on, I, guys. I, I think it. maybe Vorag is like similar to that that you're thinking of. Look at you spitting out all these planets. Sorry, I'm sorry. the Guardian's imposter here. Gosh. <laughs> uh, Mac brought it up in the chat. I had this on notes as well. Gemma Chan. Uh, so she's Cersei, right? In uh, Eternals. She, just a few years earlier, was in this movie as Minerva. Oh, I hate so her in this movie. But like, she's, she's doing her job. She's doing her job, yeah, right? Like, she's, the, she's being the... The exactly. bitch that you need her to be. <laughs> oh, that, that line at the end where she's like, uh, is that why we never hung up, hung out? No, I just didn't like you. Oh, I just wanted to punch her. I'm so glad Captain Marvel did. <laughs> yeah, pretty awesome. It's uh, it's nice to see the... I don't, I don't want to say like recycling because she's a secondary character in this under makeup and, and to a degree prosthetics. And then you get her as a totally different character. I, I like that they do that. It's um, nice. There's, there's one other example, right? 
I think there's, I, I don't know, I wouldn't be able to pull it up. I think there's one other reused actor in the MCU. Maybe maybe when you're getting to a next point, I'll, I'll look it up. But I think that yes. Gemma Chan and somebody else are the other the other two examples. It's floating up here. It, it'll yeah. just, we'll in the there. middle of someone's point, I'm going to be like, pause, I need to talk about this. So just be ready. Uh, guys, no better 90s nostalgia. We talked about this already than Blockbuster, right? Like, just so awesome to see that. Even the walkthrough, some of the movies that are on the shelf, uh, the shelves that you, you go through. But let's talk about this, too. We throw in Radio Shack. We got dial-up internet. We got the pop music. Um, the Game Boy. Cap, the Game Boy. She makes, a, Cap- she makes a collect call with a Game Boy. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty epic. Uh, we, we've got the music capped by I'm Just a Girl. Uh, the CD loading <laughs> or installing. Oh, yeah. And the, the look on the scroll's face is just awesome. Uh, the Fonz lunchbox and then the Nerf gun. And I know I'm just mentioned in a few things here but they did this nice they did this nice agreed uh and uh, by the way this is this is nick fury's best movie it is is for sure and man the de-aging was so good that that's that's something that like i i i am like a like i'm a sucker for that stuff and like i'm I'm a sucker and i'm a stickler for that stuff like if it doesn't look good it takes me out of the movie like there's cgi in this movie that's not good at the end of the movie when captain marvel's falling and she has her mask on looks terrible looks almost as bad as the end of black panther but the de-aging on nick fury oh my god so good you know who else looked like a younger boy oh Oh, yeah i I have a note right here don't you worry (laughs) colson baby yeah Elida's yeah. marriage crush. He's such a beautiful crush man. Me, we don't know. Anytime, Elida, I'm not kidding you. Anytime I see Coulson, I think of you. I'm like, dude. I just, oh, that's man. Crazy. That's that my boy. Good. Uh, we, we have our answer he in the chat. From, uh, for, he, he definitely had some de-aging on him yeah, as well to, to be sure. Coulson. But yeah, we got J-Mac in the chat coming through with the other reused actor slash actress in the uh, the MCU was Peter Quill's mother. She also played the blonde girl who kissed Captain America in front of Peggy. Is that is that right? Oh. That I don't know. I, Wait, that's, I, I'm, I, I don't think that's right as I'm reading it because I'm pretty sure the blonde girl that kip, get kissed Cap in front of Peggy is the actress from Game of Thrones. And I would yes, definitely... That's her. Yeah. And, she, and she wasn't Peter Quill's mom. So I don't think that's right, J-Mac. Oh, nice no. try, though. Nice try. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Well, it'll it'll pop in. Don't you worry. He got Korath <laughs> before me, so he's, he's, he's one for two. That, though. Yeah, Man. I know. <laughs> just, hey, wealth of just useless, <laughs> useless knowledge up here. <laughs> it's great, because John's... His, the first response he wanted to say was, no, next. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta explain your answer. I have failed you. J-Mac, you never fail us. Don't you worry about a thing. Um, oh, the <laughs> so I didn't rewatch this. I rewatched this when we were originally going to record this. So it's been it's been a hot minute, right? Um, so I'm staring at this note and I'm like, what does this even mean? Um, the peak under the sheet is what I wrote. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, no, I know. They- yeah, when they were doing the autopsy on yeah. him. <laughs> and it's even funnier when you realize that Ben Mendelsohn's character is Talos. He's not even actually, uh, uh, you know, he's just going along with it because he has to. That's, it makes it even kind of more awkward and funny. Oh, 100%. Uh, Marvel had fun with, uh, with the whole movie here, toying with us with the nods to Fury's eye. There were a few occasions where they were like, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Not yet. Not yet. And then it does. And it's, it's kind of an interesting payoff. Not gonna lie, first time through, I was remembering him. What movie was it where he says, "Last time 
I trusted somebody. I lost my eye. Might be the Avengers, yeah. I was thinking, like, that Captain Marvel did it then. Like, I know I should have probably thought it was the cat, but I remember thinking, like, oh my gosh, he trusted her and she blasts his eyeball or something. Like, I, I remember thinking, like, that she was the friend that he trusted. That, that so that that's that's awesome that you like remember that and brought that back. I totally didn't even think about it like throughout this whole movie. I never th- like maybe during the trailers and during like the early speculation. Like I I'm sure it came up about the eye during the whole movie. I forgot that he was supposed to ha- you know in the future he only has one eye. So just to have that even touched out at all was a surprise for me. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. That's how you know that's how he loses the eye for some reason. Maybe it was the fact that the makeup was so good and I was just you know so you know, so involved with the young Nick Fury. Never thought about it. <laughs> they, like he like gets a couple different injuries to the for sure he does things. yeah it's just like it's slow for me they, they were toying with us a little bit uh yeah I, I was waiting for it for sure i was just like oh man it's gonna happen once we had that second trailer at the end i was like gosh i'm gonna have to kind of turn away when that happens um they they mentioned budapest which is obviously a nod to black widow that's kind of a, a common theme between uh black widow and hawkeye throughout their time in the mcu um, Do they mention Budapest? Oh yeah, because he's, he's naming yep. the bees. He's naming the bees. Got it. Yep. And um, then uh, Maria Rambo is a wonderful connection years later to to WandaVision. It's a cool thread that I didn't anticipate happening, and I love how they tied that in, especially when we were watching WandaVision for the first time. Yeah, and to hear that line, this is the first time I've rewatched this movie since WandaVision, and to hear her say, like, "Maybe I'll meet you halfway. Maybe I'll fly up and meet you halfway." Is like you can do that. That's awesome. You turn into photon. You get those powers. Like. That's that. You know, that's that was for sure a setup. That yeah, was, that was really cool. And I'm sure people who were you know knew the comics and knew she would become Photon. That was not even a big deal for them. But for me, going back and seeing that, it's always cool. Hundred uh, percent. I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, Talos being afraid of Goose the Flurkin is just fantastic. Uh, it's just awesome. You're like, what the the whole movie? What's really going on? And then <laughs> you know, uh, Goose shows his true colors towards the end. And you're like, oh, I got it now. But understood. By the way, I love I love Ben Mendelsohn in this role. I I think he just he nailed it. Uh, Director Krennic, if you you saw Rogue One, he's a good actor. The um the the scene where they're in the when they're heading it is it is after ten, so just bear with me here. So in the scene where they are, everybody's in the in the jet and they're they're flying up to find the coordinates of Marvel's laboratory, and yeah. they're like talking about what he can turn into. Like, oh, the filing cabinet. You... <laughs> Why would I do that? Yeah, like, his his dry it's just humor. So casual and like, like they just seem so casual sitting there, like that. That's what people. That's what humans would actually be asking an alien. Right. Like, what is Nick Fury offering money to turn into? Uh, uh, a Venus flytrap. Fly fly <laughs> I'll give you fifty bucks yeah. right now if you turn into a Venus flytrap. That's amazing. That sounds like that is so what Americans or what even just humans would be saying to an extraterrestrial. That's what that's what we would come up with. His performance is just so perfect. It's so dry. The comedy is so good. Another line for me that that always crushes it is um, when they're in the house and you know the the science guy is like you're you're supposed to be my science guy. You couldn't figure out that those are coordinates. Like just the dry delivery is like you're my science guy. Like you can't even call him a scientist. Just goes with science guy. (laughs) Um, Science guy. The 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 performance always reminds me like the of how well it was executed uh, of Sam Rockwell's Justin Hammer. Like those are my two like for some reason those performances are so similar to me. It's like man, they really crushed like stepping into a role that I wouldn't expect them to kill it in, and they both did an awesome job. 
yeah, I did not expect a lot from that role from Ben Mendelsohn. Not that I thought he was not a good, but I just was like, all right, he's a big name now, right? He's got a lot going on. Had Star Wars a few years ago. This is great. You know, get more of these names in the MCU as we've done the whole time. But he really knocked it out of the park for me. And I don't it think was, was like really going into going into this knowing that he was a scroll and like whatever. I don't think any of us expected the comedic chops. I think we all kind of expected the scrolls to be like the bad guys the entire movie. I didn't, yep. you know, to have that comedic turn was really cool. Hundred uh, percent. The space dogfight sequence at the end. I actually think that's pretty well executed for the most part. Looks really nice. Good. Really good. And that's one of those scenes that's that shot in those IMAX cameras, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. This. This is. Um, especially as time has gone on, you know, especially with the MCU, I think this is overall one of the prettier ones that we do have. They do a good job with the the color balance, the color palette. Obviously, there's a few hiccups, but really, overall, largely a really good job. Uh, Mother Florkin, as we've talked about it, great Sam Jackson. You got to do it. Got to put that in there. Also, underrated moment, but I absolutely love that uh, Nick Fury sings Mr. Postman by... (laughs) The Marvelettes. What a perfect, perfect little Easter egg there. And a nice voice, by the way. Was it really an Easter egg? It was kind of on the nose. He literally says the Marvelettes. Yeah, but they could have picked anything there. That's the Uh, other nostalgic thing is the the pager. Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, a nice little two-way. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the Avenger Initiative. It's kind of interesting that all, all of this stems back to this character and this movie, this story. And um, it's funny, like we've talked about uh, as recently as last week, watching how you watch these movies, this and Star Wars. It's You don't watch them in terms of the timeline and chronological order. You watch them as they release. And because you do, that makes this being the Avenger Initiative all the more special. Uh, so it's, it's nice that they are, they're able to tie that back there. That's all I had for notes. Any, I, had anything a, I had a note. Go ahead. Okay, so this, I remember this bothered me back in November, and I wrote a note, but since then I moved and everything else, so I, like, somehow remembered it again today. They referred to it in the movie as S.H.I.E.L.D. in Captain Marvel, but in isn't it in Iron Man where Agent Coulson is trying to make an appointment with, with Tony Stark and kept going through Pepper, and he would say, like, I'm from strategic homeland and he kept going to like yeah 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 he's like yeah we're working on it but back in captain marvel they were already calling it shield interesting yes that yes. That, that is more, that as well that is for sure one of those things and even in even the the avengers initiative thing that's one of those things where it's like yes marvel is very clearly retconning something to make it flow better but i don't care because these movies are coming out so frequently that it's like it's not beyond of a shadow of a doubt that they like they did have that planned you know where something like star wars we're talking like years and decades between movies i'm like okay it's very obvious that you're you're making this fit because you kind of have to and you have to tell us a story I don't mind it in the MCU for whatever reason. I've heard even about the Avengers thing when when he's typing up that document, he deletes whatever word that he had, the protector initiative and replaces it with Avenger. I remember people complaining like, oh, they just retconned that in. It's less special now because they wanted to make her, you know, more of a part of the origin story. Never bothers me with the MCU. For some reason, it always just works. Yeah, I they they've done that, especially now that MCU is has got some age on it. Right. It's not like it's, it's been around what since 2008 now. Um, with Star Wars, it's been around since the seventies. So for me, I've I've really, for the most part, not cared about either because it works. They're usually quality. It's not too much of a stretch. It's like, okay, I can get there with an explanation. But yeah, Alida, definitely a good point because I was like, wait, I wait a second. It's, 
I think it stuck with me because it was Agent Coulson again. Like I remember him yeah. fumbling around. Same with character. Saying, like, so it, it just it it sticks with me because he was fumbling around trying to say it. I'm like, bro, like twenty years ago you were already calling it or however yeah, long you were like you were calling it. <laughs> and even like in Endgame when they when they time travel, they were weren't they calling it Shield too? I almost mm-hmm. think yeah, I almost I'm pretty sure they were referring it to a shield around then too. So yeah, they definitely this was the movie they're like, okay, the, we're 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 cutting that off. We're going to stop saying that mouthful. <laughs> yep. The joke's done. Um, okay, favorite non-title character. Elida, let's go to you first. So any anyone but Captain Marvel. Who's who's the, the one that, for any reason? Definitely Nick Fury, even though Coulson is in it. But I know. Like, y'all are going <laughs> to say it. Like, it's not... <laughs> I thought you were going to go Coulson. And I was like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> I know, I know. Normally, yes. But he not was enough screen such time. a small... Yeah, but definitely him. Like the way that the way that he connected with her when she wasn't trusting anybody in any of the galaxies, he was able to connect with her, and she was able to legitimately trust him. I I liked that. I did. It's what what I pulled from him on that. I like it. It's a it's John. a great character. The buddy the buddy cop dynamic is probably my favorite thing about this movie. Like those two, just that one the the road trip of them kind of just like shooting the shit back and forth uh when they're in the when they're in the airplane like they uh when when Captain Marvel makes him like belly laugh when she says I won't tell your boss if you won't tell mine like they they really really nailed that dynamic and like I, I felt like those were like two two people that quickly became close friends so that, that I love I love Fury in this movie um for me it's it's definitely Ronan Ronan the Accuser I think that he his 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 story arc in this movie no, I'm just kidding um, <laughs> why is Ronan in this whatever you did a good job there that was um you you kept that going longer than i thought you i, I had to google I what, what... like was in a weird way trying to make josiah <laughs> like what i had to google what the rest of Ronan's name was it's Ronan the something is it the destroyer no that's drax i just typed in Ronan the accuser there we go um <laughs> no it's it, it's ben mendelson it's ben mendelson it's it's talos i love his character the uh the flip there the twist that i certainly didn't expect i know again a lot of longtime comic fans probably knew that was coming with their knowledge of the scrolls but man to me that was a that was a huge twist and to see that character kind of just completely take a different role he was menacing and he was you know he, he was the one that kidnapped captain marvel in the beginning and he was you know set up to be our big bad um his, his dynamic just flips real quickly and he, he's super super funny and i think that anytime you can like convey an awesome character with that level of prosthetics on your face is really impressive that's that's good acting um yeah i, I love tell us well, be- because they don't actually call her captain marvel i'm gonna go with her anyway no just kidding um yeah taylor's <laughs> definitely would be my guy um i i'm not gonna take that we we all try to do a different one i'm gonna go with maria uh, rambeau i think prior to wandavision i would have not been anywhere near that opinion but because she she was okay, she was there. She existed. She brought you know some of the background for the story, but the the tie in with with Maria and Monica into Wandavision made it more special for me. And I always say this: like when when Rogue One came out, I liked the New Hope even more than I did prior. Like sometimes those enhance things for me. So when Wandavision comes out, that's such a focal point towards the later half of that um, those episodes. That made me when I watched this for this uh, recording tonight. It made me really connect a lot more and really respect where they were going with that. It's just another one of those nice tie-ins where it's more than a tie-in. Um, it's not a primary story, but it's still there. It's below the surface, and it, it tells why these characters are the way that they are, uh, kind of what makes them tick. So that that's going to be my character for this. 
I uh, I love that perspective that like you 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 appreciate her more after Captain Marvel and or, I'm sorry after uh, WandaVision and stuff like that. I do disagree that she was just kind of okay before that. I thought that they did a really good job with her character. Like I remember thinking specifically that their relationship was explained to us so quick and it was just shown through flashbacks and it still works so well. I don't know if it was you know just their acting or the dynamic, but and I I believe right off the bat that they were old friends and even though one of them didn't remember half the stuff, like the chemistry was there. And I remember thinking both. The, just the time that the little time that those two had spent together and the little time that her and Nick Fury had spent together I was just always impressed with like how how much I really appreciated the characters in this movie and that's what like always makes me walk away from it going like man there's some good so- storytelling in this movie yeah I can respect that I mean I ultimately didn't feel the same but you know it is what it is uh with the the buddy cop thing with with Nick Fury you are spot on though I mean at least I agree uh the way they interacted she like she makes Nick, we, we see a real Nick Fury, like not on mm-hmm. guard for once, right? And that's what makes that special to me is that we, we finally get a different laid back guy who's not, he's not this military kind of captain, so to speak. Right, he's, like- you know, we get some personality, which is big. There's, you've always had the, com- the the comedic elements with Nick Fury, but it's always been like he's always on the offensive with them. He's always very sarcastic. He's always he's always controlling the room when he's being that sarcastic guy. And again, plenty of funny moments from that in, in previous films. But she really breaks him. Like she gets him to crack, and, and that's something that, that was really cool to see. She's so I always say this in real life too. Like sometimes I'm not saying these guys are jerks, but like sometimes you you just you have a brush with someone or you don't get along with someone, but then you, you understand a little bit how they tick and you speak to them almost how they speak to you. And then there's a new respect. I feel like that's a little bit with what is, was going on there. Like 100%. he was kind of this, this guy who's always got his guard up. He says his mom calls him fury, right? Like everyone calls me fury. That's hysterical. Right. Um, she kind of challenges him. She's got this little bit of sass to her. Like, yeah, no, you're going to talk to me and you're going to like it. And that, I like that a lot. That's for sure what they did. If you ever worked in customer service or with customers at all, you know that sometimes you get a difficult, difficult customer. Sometimes you just have to match the energy. Like sometimes you just have to get there with them to be able to make it work. And like you have, you have to. Every once in a while, I got to pull that card. And that's what she did. And it worked. I wasn't going to go there, but Elida knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's it's not even just so much with customers. Like you do that with with coworkers and stuff. You got to do it, and sure. and he does it, and he owns it. He really yeah. does in this. And I don't even think I'm. You know, last thought on that topic. I don't think it's a bad thing. Like I know sometimes people are like, "Oh, you're you're being a jerk. I'm going to be a jerk back." Not necessarily. Like sometimes you're just matching the energy or the level. Yeah. I, I actually boil it down to communication. You're communicating in just maybe a way that I wouldn't normally. I'd rather just have a fun conversation and laugh with you. But if, if you want to be a little bit rougher around the edges, I could do that too. You right. know, there's, like, there's a clear level of respect fine. there without, with all of For it. Sure. There's, you know, there's, there's nothing yeah, demeaning there's... about it. So like she, she, there's, she never plays the, oh, I'm an alien and I know much more than you character. So I'm going to talk down to you. There's always some respect there. Yeah, there, there's definitely the matching the energy as opposed to like matching a personality. Like, yeah, and she, she nails it there. She does. I think that's spot on. What is uh, that moment of the movie for you? I don't know if I cut out there or not. I froze. Uh, uh, that moment good. of the movie, whether it's a quote, a sing, a singular moment, just it could be funny, it could be serious, something that really resonated with you. There's no wrong answer here. John, why don't we go to you first this time? Is there any one thing that sticks out for you when you're you're thinking about Captain Marvel? Yeah, it, for me, it's the "I'm just a girl" moment when she finally gets her powers, and, th- and that's and that's wrapped up into the uh, the supreme intelligence scene too. Um, I, I, again, I mentioned that the the um, 
the the flashbacks where she's always getting back up didn't hit for me like on a 10 out of 10 level but it's still great like i still i'm still totally there for it um all of that together and then just lead up to the to her her full she literally goes super saiyan i mean like you, you've ever watched dragon ball you know dragon ball z is at all like she literally goes super saiyan and it's just like one of the most badass things we've seen like character wise in an mcu movie so to see her do that and just wipe the floor with everybody with that no doubt song playing in the background it's just it's it's so totally perfect it's so much fun like it, there's there's a lot of creative takedowns um there's like super super funny quips we talked about the one with minerva she's like you know is that why you never hung out no i just never liked you immediately smashes her against the wall like it's it's great it, it's 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 empowering it's comedic it's everything you need from this movie it's colorful and the song's fun it's like a perfect perfect capstone for this movie yeah couldn't have said it better myself elida yeah, I'm pretty sure I did say that myself before we started recording, so you totally took my scene. But um, I'll kind of play off of that when she's still going, like, totally, like, girl power there when they crash down onto Earth again, and she's going after Jude Law, and he's, like, ready to pull his gun on her, and he puts it in his pocket, and he's like, I'm so proud of you, and you think that he's going to try his mind tricks on her Love again. And he's like, he's like, well, you can defeat me! Without your powers, and she's like, "Shut up!" and just blast him into the, into the canyon. <laughs> I don't have anything to prove to you. And then when she goes to like pick him up, you think she's gonna stick out her hand and help him up. She starts <laughs> dragging his ass through the desert. Yeah, I, that's really great too. I, my gosh, I so love how that disrespectful in the best out. way possible. I love it. Yeah, payback, right? Uh, I would. John's moment would have been my moment. Elida, yours would have been my second. Actually, it's funny you say that. So I'm going to go with one that we actually already talked about very quickly. It's a, it's a, it's a small moment, but it's so special. And it is Stan Lee's cameo. Love the way that Brie Larson looks at him, or at least at that direction. Do you think that, that was recut? Do you think they, they, they gave an extra little take uh, for yes. that? Yeah. That's my opinion. Wouldn't Me be too. surprised either way, but it just, it just feels like. It feels like um, they had to do something extra there. If he was still with us, let's say, I don't think there would have been the extra pause because it's it's like just a little bit too long. Right. But it, it it's for this moment and it's very special. Elida. But and it's without being cheesy on it, like without well, going too over the top. It's very like in a respectful, very meaningful way without being like where if you didn't know who he was, you could just see us as a part in the movie, just like smiling at this nice guy and moving on. Yeah. It wouldn't be like totally out of the way and it's it's totally. funny it's because he's, he's an older gentleman and she just like respectfully gives him a little nod and then two seconds later she punches an old lady in the face so it's a great dichotomy <laughs> yeah. right there <laughs> but no I, I i agree i think this is like it's the, it's not even in the converse there's no conversation for me this is my favorite uh my favorite uh stan lee cameo and that's really not even because of the timing and then because of the fact that it was his last one and he, and he obviously passed right before this i just think it's like super super funny and the fact that they like they had a real life tie-in with him performing the mall rat skit and like it's perfect for the 90s and i i love terrible kevin smith movies so like it was just it hit it hit well for me yeah, she it's, punches an old lady in the face. Then he punches an old lady in the face. It got it got real there really quickly. Um, all right, folks, we we've talked a lot about Captain Marvel here, and you know we've got a little bit to go here in just a minute. Uh, we're gonna rank this thing. We're gonna talk about the definitive official ranking here on the Geekiverse, where this lands on our MCU movies to date. Thanks for sticking with us at twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse. Watching at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse or listening on podcast services around the globe. John, I'm going to pass it over to you if you want to give everyone a refresh on how this works and where we're at. 
Yeah, so uh, you'll see on screen now. If you guys, you guys can feel free to pull up the ranks on your own end, but all the viewers at home can see it. We've got the rankings up. There's a lot. I'm gonna go through them for the audio listeners, but it's a mouthful, so just bear with me if I if I if I fumble any of them here. Uh, we currently have uh, number one, Infinity War. Number two, Thor Ragnarok. Number three, Civil War. Number four, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Number five, Guardians Volume Two. Number six, Black Panther. Number seven, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number eight, The Avengers. Number nine, Age of Ultron. 10 winter soldier and it's about to get bumped out of the top 10 soon uh 11 <laughs> iron man 12 iron man 3 13 ant-man 14 doctor strange 15 iron man 2 16 captain america the first avenger uh 17 thor 18 thor the dark world 19 the incredible hulk J mac in the chat winter soldier solo yeah J mac you, you just recently joined us here we've been doing this mcu for a while now josiah and i are are the we, we are in the minority when it comes to winter soldier we like the movie fine we both think it's really good but for us it doesn't hit like that top tier you know top you know top five even for top 10 much longer echelon of the mcu and we totally know we're in the minority but guess what this show has three people and there's two of us right there so it's good we're, we're gonna win vote wise um well john you, we're we're technically in the majority actually that, I, I mean of i mean of most mcu fans in general um <laughs> yeah and j mac you say spy movies aren't for everybody i honestly think it's like kind of an elementary approach at a spy movie like the, i think that the i think that the uh the the, the, the covert, you know, um, corporate espionage. I don't think it's really that captivating in that movie, but that is an episode that we've already done. So you feel free to go back and watch that. Um, normally we've got JT on here. Uh, JT couldn't make it and we were super pumped to have Elida. So you know what? We're giving Elida honorary voting rights. Usually when we have a guest, uh, we have Del Reed on every once in a while. I think we've had some other guests in the past. Usually the guest doesn't get to vote. It's usually just the core cast members, but we really wanted to get this in, and Elida is like an authority on Captain Marvel, so this is this is perfect. So she's going to vote in place of John, uh, JT. If you want to, you know, get some revenge, and you don't like it, maybe you can use your final snap. Who knows? Um, but wh where do we want to start with this one? This is tough. Where? I've, oh man, I'm gonna John. I think. Okay, it's tough. We right. we can I'm, easily get it. Let's go right from the bottom. 19, 18, 17. We can get it above those three. Easily. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass it over to you. I've got some thoughts. But okay. I'm going I'm to wait. So we, we, we can all easily agree that it's going to be ahead of Thor at 17, right? The three of us? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That might be a good starting point. I totally agree there. So so at 16, it, it's, it's, first, it's first piece of competition is the other captain, Mr. America himself, uh, the first Avenger. Where are we do at? I have a different, do I have a different... One oh, then you got. Oh wait, you know what? You have the right one. I have the wrong one. I know what happened. Uh, the 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 one that's up right now is just missing. It's just missing. Um, um, Ant Man and, and the Wasp. Yes, because of the fact that we were supposed to have four people on today, so I updated the list with four camera slots instead of three. One second, we'll get that updated. <laughs> It'll take two seconds. Uh, ranks. So, well, John's doing that real quick. Um, take it away winter soldier i think when people see that we don't have this higher on the list they assume we hate the movie um we don't we like it however from my point of view and i think john mostly agrees with this like when it came out it was one of the f if not the first it was one of the first posts um so i guess it would have been avengers then iron man 3 and then that movie if i'm recalling correctly sounds um, right 
when Winter Soldier dropped, it was a big deal. It was like, oh my gosh, because after Avengers and everyone was in love with the MCU, some of us for the first time, that's the movie that hooked a lot of us in to, to loving this universe. Uh, it was that they replicated a lot of the success from Avengers with Winter Soldier in a different way. So it was like, it was that just, a, they smashed it. They, they, it would have been so easy for them to fall back down to earth with some of those solo superhero movies, but they didn't. And they really evolved and they took it to a new level. And I think a lot of people maybe remember that as their first time for better or worse. It's your opinion. But, um, and people got on our case for not having the Avengers higher as well. I think it's for the same reason. Yeah. Right. Good movie. But like, we've had a lot of better movies in my opinion since then. Yeah. What's, what, what's the biggest compliment of the MCU? It just keeps getting better. Like they, they haven't right. really, they, you know, they, they haven't had a, a controversial arc in the series. They just keep getting better and better. So like, of course we're going to have some of these movies that, you know, upset, that paved the way. A little bit lower than you know some people may like. We have the list fixed now, so I was missing Ant Man and the Wasp. I, I forgot to update that one. Uh, that was our last week or you know last episode. That is at seventeen. Um, so let's start there again. Do we do we all think that Captain Marvel is better than Ant Man and the Wasp? Start there. Yes. Yes. That one is uh, a yes for me as well. I would put it above Ant Man and the Wasp. So that takes us back to the other Captain, Mister America. Do Cap v Cap. Cap v Cap. The Marvel versus the America. Yes, it's better. Yeah, I agree too. I, I like this movie <laughs> I was more. For to jump in. I'm like, no. I should drag this out some more. <laughs> yeah, nice little, nice little pause there. I agree. I do like it better than uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. Um, and with the note of saying, like, even though these ones are outside of even the top ten, that doesn't mean that they're bad movies. It just no. means that. Let me oh, look at one through one through eight, one through nine right now. That is a solid list. You really, really good stuff. If if it doesn't happen today, Winter Soldier is getting bumped next episode. Yeah, it, it, that's why I said Winter Soldier will be out of the top ten. Like Infinity, it's for sure happening. Or uh, Endgame's end game. coming. It's next, end which game. is yeah. Can't wait to talk about. All right, next <laughs> next we have a fun one. Uh, Iron Man two. <laughs> Elida, we'll start with you. Do you think Captain Marvel is better than Iron yes. Man two? Yes. Joe. Oh man, here's here's where I start to struggle for a number of reasons. Um, man, <laughs> it's tough because more context. Joe and I love the Iron Man movies, and we're both we're we're both of the mind that like there's no bad Iron Man movie. Like, right. People there, there's a group of people who think Iron Man two is bad, and there's a group of people that think Iron Man three is bad. Just <laughs> <Joe> ever <and> dancing. <laughs> uh, that's oh, my bird. Are you campaigning for Iron Man 2 right now? He is, he is. Oh, apparently. We 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 love those movies. So yeah, Joe, I'm I'm, I'm leaving the press. Right right now. I'm oh, thanks a lot. Yep. I'm gonna see the list ahead of it. This is where this is why I'm struggling. I don't agree with some of what's happened through from 11 through 15. Like I would rearrange those. So my answer would be different here. Right. Well, um, would, but, would you maybe you would put it ahead of Doctor Strange, but not Iron Man two? I would. And that's yeah. my answer. Well, that's you know, I'd love to have that answer because that's not the ranking. So, well, I'm gonna keep it where it is. So you you wouldn't put it ahead of Iron Man two. You you would leave it at 16 ahead of Captain America, below Iron Man two. That's that's what I'm saying. 
Oh but man! But you got to vote. What do you I got? I do John? have to vote. I do have to What's vote. It? it was up to John anyway. So I, I, yeah, I was pretty sure it would be. Here's how I do this. I close my Look eyes. Oh, Mick's just killing us with the Iron Man two stuff. Like, he, what else do you got? I bumped my bird. No, maybe that's a bad one. All right. No, that's a good one. You, you, you just kind of bumped. No, I'm just kidding. I, so this is how I play this. I close my eyes. It's a movie night right now. Right after this show, I'm going to watch a movie. I have to watch You're Iron Man two, two, Iron Man two, or Captain Marvel. I'm watching Iron Man, Iron Man 2. I'm watching Iron Man 2. So uh, it's the, it's staying there. It's, it's staying there. Okay, let me say where I would have put it. Absolutely. Let's do one at a time. <laughs> just kidding. I I would have just put it above Doctor Strange, but not above Ant Man. Okay, really? That's fair. I wasn't I wasn't going any any I wasn't going crazy. Like initial knee jerk would have been like number nine and move Age of Ultron to ten, but Looking at Ant Man, Iron Man, Iron Man, it's not going above that. Oh, so awesome. I, I, I could make like an argument for getting it there. You, I think that's how these movies play out. Like it's going to be a debate, and in most cases we don't get there. But like you really could make arguments for a, a lot of these. Um, so like if if you would have been like, yeah, I'm I like where you said I'm putting this nine ten in that range. Even I mean, right around Avengers, like I would have been like, okay, that's great. Right, but it, like, it would. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't use a snap over it. I, I wouldn't no, get that upset about it. Right. Um, so, so we have it locked in here. It's sixteen. Captain Marvel is uh, right above Captain America: The First Avenger, right below Iron Man two, sitting at sixteen, right in the middle of the list. Like that's right where. If if I didn't look at a list, I would I would describe this as a as a a mid to low high tier movie, MCU movie, like mid tier to the low high tier, and I feel like. 16 is exactly that there's just a lot of really really good movies in in this in this franchise like we're we're doing this for a reason these are so much fun to watch uh elida this is your first episode um where are you at with this list we'll dissect it is there anything you want to, anything that jumps out to you about our list that you just have gripes with that you want to you want to just air your grievances on if i may interject just talk every, about everything from like three down so not ragnarok <laughs> no go for it go right for the jugular hit us yeah, well, well, give us give yeah, us the, the breakdown. It, um, I'm honestly I'm I'm very happy with it. Like I've been following it, so I'm I'm very happy with it. I think that I think that I could have made a case to put put Captain Marvel a little bit higher, but Ant Man, Iron Man, Iron Man Three. I'm not a, a big of Iron Man Two fan, as you guys are. So I'm kind of happy that it's as low it is as it is. But I think Captain Marvel she deserves to be. A little bit higher than that. Totally fair. And it, Winter Soldier, I, I I agree. I think that it's more of a top fifteen movie for me than a top ten movie. But we like to have one more one more ally in that fight because we, we yeah, don't have many. I, so thank that's you about there. where I, it may end up. With There's a, a chance. With, <laughs> we got Spider Man coming. I, to, to we got we got Spider Man coming. <laughs> We've got uh, Black Widow. There's Widow some stuff coming. coming up. There's some stuff coming up. Just There's, saying. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I would like to see that one come down a little bit further, but I mean, Perfect World, Captain Marvel would be above Age of Ultron, but I would, I'm still holding, because you didn't move all of them yet, I'm still holding out that I might get it above Doctor Strange. Don't look one? at it because Iron Man 2 is, is so low, look at it as, is Captain Marvel better than Doctor Strange? Oh yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think we're going to shift anything there, because I don't, I don't think anyone's going to use a snap on that. Probably I, not. I so that that was my thing. Like Doctor Strange, I would have behind Captain Marvel. Um, 
It's just <laughs> how it would go. Like I don't, I don't know. And I love that character, but that movie didn't resonate with me for some reason. In relation, I, of course. Yes. Yes. You know, goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Well, all right. Well, speaking of rearranging the list. Speaking of rearranging the list, I think I might have to use what? my first snap. Oh, no, John's oh, yeah. first one. It's not just a snap; it's a resnap. It is oh, a resnap. Oh no! I I think what? that somehow I don't know what JT did to get the people to vote for Black Panther instead of Guardians of the Galaxy. Not sure who he drugged, who he added on Twitter to make that happen. But I'm resnapping that. I want Guardians ahead of Black Panther. I want Guardians to be at the sixth slot, and I want Black Panther right below it. And I want that—that's my first snap, and I'm going for it. We're—we're we're, we're doing it. Um, Dude, so if you, you made other Twitter accounts, that's what he did. I honestly think I, I legitimately would not put it above him. I wouldn't put Dude, it above him. John, what happened? There was one JT. JT's had like 17 snaps, which is crazy. But the one snap he had, there was a tie. So yeah, think of it this way. So this he, no, it wasn't because he wouldn't have okay. gotten that one. He he successfully snapped Black Panther over Guardians, but he couldn't get Black Panther over Guardians too. That one was the tie. That's where he missed. He was trying okay. to get Black. He was trying to move Black Panther even, even further. So that one was a tie, and tie goes to the runner. You have to successfully convince us that you know we ranked them wrong, not that people just are tied on it. Um, so I'm I'm knocking them down a peg. If you if you don't know what the snaps are, if you're if you're if you're new to this. Um, we each get three Infinity Gauntlet snaps. So that's the three main co-hosts. That's myself, Josiah, JT, when he's back on. Those snaps are, if there's two movies touching, and I'm, I don't like the way those are. I want to flip those two movies on the list. I use a snap. It doesn't mean I immediately get that result to happen. We have to put up a, a poll on Twitter. It's a, it's a simple poll. It says, which is the better movie? This one's going to read Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy. The poll's going to be up for three days. If I can get... More votes on Guardians of the Galaxy than Black Panther. A successful snap. It hops it on the list. If Black Panther wins the poll, the list stays the same. This is my first of three snaps. And I just, I look at this list. We're getting down to the wire here. There's not much I'm passionate about. That one I am passionate about. I'm doing it. You're very passionate about this. Like, you're, you're selling it. And I love you Black are. Panther. I love Black Panther. But we're talking same. about Guardians. Like, Guardians is like arguably a top five movie for me so like getting it to six is it, it, it's it's even tough for me to look back at guardians two and see it above guardians one but i know i did that like i i know that we got there we had that conversation we pushed it there together so i'm fine with that maybe i've got two snaps left after this so maybe i might change my mind but this one is for sure happening that's going to be up on twitter.com uh slash the underscore geekiverse at the underscore geekiverse on twitter Vote in this poll. If you're seeing this, the poll is live unless it's more than three days since it's been posted. But it'll be there. You can see the results. Dude, good job. I fully back that. I've, uh, I've got to get on there. Um, you know, Lida, thank you for, for being a supporter there. Do you know who's, who's going to... We have to keep this like under wraps from somehow. Who? Dell. Oh, oh is Del, is, would Dell be in support of Black Panther? Listen, all I'm saying is we get one retweet in the opposite direction and he will tank this thing for us. <laughs> but is but do you know for a fact that Dell would go Black Panther over Guardians? I don't, but I think okay. he would. Okay. Well, so we keep it away I from Dell. He would. We keep it away from JT. That's easy because JT doesn't show up on our shows and he doesn't watch our stuff anyways. <laughs> so he's never going to know that we were doing the snap. So this will be easy. Um, but yeah, keep, keep it away from Dell. Dude. So I my only snap... I tried to get Guardians Volume Two over Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, it's I had still a great not, lead not to start, that. and then I, I, uh, 
I didn't get there. Your great lead was like three to one. And then I never, you never saw the one today after that. John, don't be ridiculous. It was like five to one, but who's counting? <laughs> and those, those are four of your accounts. No. So, so uh. yeah, uh, good list. I like where this is going. The fun thing is, so you mentioned we're getting down to the wire. We are. But the great thing is the MCU keeps they going. They just keep making them. So even though you're like, hey, I got three snaps total. I'm going to start using them up wouldn't do that maybe something comes out this year that doesn't do as well that, that being as said we wanted to we did talk about adding more snaps because of the fact that we started this with 22 movies and now there's 27 so we'll, maybe we'll, once we get to 30 we'll revisit it we'll each get enough. another snap i think fair enough fair enough we'll, we'll talk, talk about that yeah we'll talk about that offline we'll give you some updated snap <laughs> rules here here on the uh here on the list but the list is solidified for now uh black panther still sits ahead of gardens of galaxy at, uh, at six captain marvel today's film sits 10 below that at 16 so I like that. I think there's a good group of movies in that mid tier. I think that I think that's a really solid list. Um, I'm excited, very excited. I'm excited too. And uh, speaking of Del Reed here, we're gonna wrap this episode of MCU Reviewed up. Twenty uh, Six Years dot com. He's the founder. Go check them out. Buy some awesome merchandise. They've got a lot of awesome geeky stuff. We just put in a big Geekiverse order for their shirts, just for our own. There's the, a Buffalo Nintendo. There's a Buffalo Sega logo. Um, Yep, just like that. John showing it for the viewers at home. There was uh, the Batman logo, but it says Buffalo. Like, we've got some Buffalo pride here. We're trying to show it off. Anyway, 26shirts.com. Portions of every sale go to a family charity or individual in in need. Excuse me. They've raised $1.3 million to date that have gone to those individuals. Incredible, incredible stuff helping out the community here in Western New York. If you've heard of the Bills Mafia, Del Reed is the father of the Bills Mafia. Go check him out. John social media, and anything else to plug for the Geekiverse. Uh, social media right here, at Disruptoid. There's me. Thanks for thanks to Kyle for my little uh, my little Mario print here. Happy Mario Day belated. That's pretty cool. Not bad, huh? Not bad. Um, yeah, at Disruptoid on all socials. Plug for the Geekiverse. We are, we're having fun doing uh, doing the MCU reviewed, but we also just started up uh, Star Wars reviewed. That has been, that's been cool. I'm really hoping we can get to keep doing these in tandem because, like, man, that would really suck if I had to watch a Star Wars and a Marvel movie every week, wouldn't it? No, it wouldn't. <laughs> uh, Josiah just uh, just showed real quick the uh, episode two Attack of the Clone. That episode is live right now. We just uh, we just recorded that and posted it. So we've got we've got um, man, I can't come up with the title. Uh, what what is <laughs> Sorry, what, I, episode I, three? Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I'm like, where am I going with it? What's the third movie? Yeah, we got Revenge of the Sith coming up later this week. We're gonna hopefully gonna Avenger record that. Avenge of the Sith. Yeah, I don't know. Um, are you well, ranking those two when you we go? are yeah we are so that that's that's been fun so we've got the first first five in the bag right now um josiah with some spicy takes last episode after after that one um luckily tim and i were able to hold him accountable and uh those didn't see the light of day but feel free to watch that video while we rank it it's it's very interesting to see where josiah's brain goes um but we're also but doing busy sticks like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Busy Six, our all video game podcast. We're having fun with these three shows. That's kind of our core right now. The the, the Star Wars reviewed, the MC reviewed, and our, our video game show, Busy Six. We're we're having fun. Nothing like just sitting back and chatting about the stuff we love. So give us a follow. A lot of fun. Tim tells that guy in the chat, you got to boot him. I don't like that comment. Well, I can do that. I'm I his number one. But I do like his other comment, Revenge of the Clones, because I think that that's a rejected title for sure. Uh, anyway, on uh, social media, I am Brosaya at I am Brosaya. You can check me out talking about hockey, right? The Sabres are fun again. Make the Sabres fun again. Thank you, Jack Eichel. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> lots of lots of fun discussion there. It's been a, a cathartic week for us. We had the, the 
outdoor game that they won as well against our uh, cross-border rivals. So check that out. Uh, as John said, we're having fun with Busy Sticks, the all-video game talk show for the Geekiverse. John, by the way, uh, can you believe we had a show with Greg Miller? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's tough to believe, but yes, I do. I was there. Just it's it's crazy, you know. Pinch me. Uh, for everything on the Geekers, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube.com/slash The Geekers. Watch us stream live, Twitch.tv/slash The Geekers, and listen on podcast services around the globe. Last thing you can do to help us out, you can go to Patreon.com/slash The Geekers. If it's in the wheelhouse, you can throw us a few dollars a month. That helps uh, support us with shows like this. Elida. We had a lot of fun having you on the show today. We finally made it happen. We had circled this on the calendar a few times. It got pushed back. Uh, we're thankful that you're able to spend some time with us. Any wrap-up thoughts here on the MCU, pop culture, movies that you've been watching with your husband, anything at all in general before we sign off? Um, not so much. Besides besides movies, we've been cooking a lot. So I'm actually, I want to say that I'm getting excited about the Julia Child cooking show that they got on the Food Network right now, but... We just recorded all the upcoming episodes that debuted tonight. Um, I'm excited about that. But no, um, I'm looking forward to showing my husband the Star Wars movies and then listening to you guys' podcast to help him like dig a little bit deeper into it, stuff like that. Because the Avengers, you can kind of, in any of them, see you can kind of relate for real life. But Star Wars, it's been a little bit harder getting it in. But I think with you, listening to you guys, that should help out a little bit. So that's going to be a great... It's going to be great stuff for all of our travels that we do. We pop you guys on while we go. That's awesome. awesome. You, so you said cooking show. Tim joked in the chat, let's get a Geekiverse cooking show. Josiah and I absolutely have kicked around the idea of doing a Geekiverse cooking show. We have absolutely talked about it. We had some ideas. There, there's a lot of stuff out there. We, we, there there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things out there. We might have, to, might have to see what happens this summer, but I'm just saying. I just want to understand. I'll show you some of the cookbooks that I, uh, some of my friends have sent me for wedding gifts. Like, ridiculously amazing cookbooks that we've been getting so all i do um, is pizza all i do is pizza it's all i'm into it i make joe burgers joe burgers that's actually a thing yes uh so (laughs) i just want to wear an apron with john that's why i want to do a cooking show i want to have overcooked (laughs) live action that's what i want man you just reminded me that i asked for a darth vader apron for christmas i didn't get it i never realized i didn't get that that's a bummer courtney it's okay christmas Christmas is ruined christmas is ruined forever (laughs) I'm thinking about Jingle all the way. The goat. All right, everybody. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in. For Alina, for John, I'm Josiah. We'll catch you all soon. We'll catch you next week for Avengers Endgame. Have a wonderful night. Thank you. Good night, guys. 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 Thank you. Good night, guys.